ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Monday, April 11th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We weren't going to be here today. We had Pirates baseball earlier this afternoon scheduled. However, what's been happening a lot, not just locally, but some of the major league games as well. The rain just knocking games out. So we're here until 6 o'clock. We'll get your phone calls in, of course, at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our phone line this hour brought to you by White Claw, hard seltzer. It is made pure. And, of course, we've got our text line open for you as well, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Coming up, and he was gracious to do it, short notice. We appreciate that. Marshall soccer coach Chris Grassy, he's going to join us here in the next few minutes. We'll talk a little bit about the college spring league, the title game coming up against Bowling Green. Heard playing for a trophy. Always fun to play for a trophy. It doesn't matter what it is. It's fun to play for a trophy. Fantasy sports, trophy, professional trophies, you know, for your industry, for, I don't know, employee of the week, player of the week. Speaking of player of the week, by the way. Pitcher of the week, Marshall Redshirt Jr. Sidney Nestor, Conference USA Pitcher of the Week, five times now, fifth time. Let's just go ahead and give her the award for Pitcher of the Year. Let's just skip the rest of this. I mean, her trophy case is going to be huge. By the time it's said and done, she's going to have all those nice plaques she can display somewhere really nice, get a shadow box for those. All those Pitcher of the Week awards may be put right there in the middle of that. The Conference USA Pitcher of the Year award, put that right there for her. Of course, filling up the hardware case, you're getting some wins as well. Heard softball this weekend. Getting it done, Herd's now 24-10, and 8-4 and four in Conference USA. So the Herd's getting it done on the softball field. So good job by them this weekend. They'll be back in action against Northern Kentucky University on Tuesday, 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. Baseball's back in action as well, taking on Ohio. That's coming up tomorrow. That's a 3 p.m. first pitch. Baseball did not win its series against Middle Tennessee. Her dropping to 14-18-1, and 4-8 now in Conference USA. Marshall Tennis losing as well. They faced off against number 59, VCU. Lost that 6-1. So not a good outing for the Herd. Marshall right now 11-11. But give Marshall credit. Marshall plays a very competitive schedule to get this team ready for conference play, conference tournament. This team plays a very competitive schedule. And it's going to continue to play a competitive schedule. So I'll take that. I'll take 11-11. Hopefully that's one sport that we can start to see some more things happen for. And I know there's going to be a priority list here. And we've talked about baseball needs a facility. We need upgrades to Jones Seaboard Stadium. We need upgrades to the Henderson Center. We need lights for softball. We need a lot of things here. That's a sport that I, I think if it got its own home base, its own true facility, you know, maybe you could attract even better players in here. Yeah, that's a sport that I like to follow. Of course, you know, personal 
you know, reasons here. John Mercer's become a pretty good friend of mine over the years. So, you know, I really like what he's been doing with the program despite 11 and 11 right now. So hopefully tennis does well here in the future. But yeah, it wasn't a good outing. Yeah, you lose to uh, one of the top teams in the country. Still, though, competitive schedule. They've been in some battles, so I'll give them credit there. So what's coming up today on the show? Well, we've got Chris Grassy, as I mentioned. The College Spring League title game is coming up. It's going to be against Bowling Green. So the Herd playing for a trophy. Always fun. And I like this. I like the whole concept here. You, know, you get some matches in. You're playing for something. You, know, you get some opportunities here. That's pretty That's pretty cool. So we'll talk to Chris here in a few minutes. I haven't had a chance really to talk to him since the Sunbelt announcement last week. So I want to catch up with him. He did a great job of outlining it for us last week before that announcement, telling us what was going to happen as far as the membership. So appreciate him busting that to us a little early. So he's going to be back with us to talk about that. Uh, we got some things to go over today, some sad news. I just want to touch on you know, when um, we get into the show later, uh, Dwayne Haskins passed away. He was killed Saturday. It was uh, an accident. You know, he's you know, in – yeah, he's in a situation or was in a situation where, you know, he was getting ready to be, you know, with the Steelers organization. So he's working out and you, hopefully you know, at the time you were thinking, oh, OK, this is going to be a good fit for him. He's going to be with the Steelers. You know, this will be pretty good. And you hope it works out for him. And, you know, he gets hit by a dump truck. And it was just sh- shocking to see that news. You know, I'm in the I'm in the car Saturday running some errands and. You know, I'm listening to the radio station, of course, ESPN Radio, and I hear that news, and it's just, you know, it just was stunning to hear that. So condolences to um, to his family. You, know, you hate to see anyone pass away. And, you know, I saw some really, some really nice things said about him, and then yeah, I saw some sports writers and some sportscasters take a little sh- shot at him, drop a little shade. But there's no need for that. There's absolutely no need whatsoever. You know, at the end of the day, this is a sport. This is a game. And at the end of the day, this is a human being that passed away. Tragically, you know, anytime someone passes away, you know, it, it, it's tragic for someone. But I couldn't believe we saw some people taking shots at him, just dropping shade on him. And I, I don't like that. You know, I, I probably, I've, I've probably gotten mellow as I've gotten older here. And you just don't do things like that. So you know, it, that's really... It was really sad to see that. And, yeah, yeah, he, he was going to be a quarterback for a team I don't like. Doesn't mean I wish bad things on him or I'm going to take this as an opportunity to, to get a shot in at the guy. So, you know, I saw a few, you know, tweets like that on social media. See, that's the problem. you got to get off social media sometimes. So that was uh, really sad to hear on the weekend. And of course, the Masters, that was, I think, for one reason only – it was good to see Tiger Woods come back. The story was Scotty Scheffler winning. That's the big story. But Tiger Woods coming back, getting through it. Hopefully golf as a sport can do a better job of getting people interested and excited again and find a group of players that will energize interest the way Tiger, because if Tiger is participating, it's still must-see TV, right? I mean, the Masters is that one tournament that 
even people who don't really like golf will watch. And if Tiger is probably, I don't want to say he's he's going to hang it up eventually here. I mean, we know that's just a foregone conclusion. But you got to do a better job of generating interest outside of Tiger because he did a lot for the sport, but he's only one player. And you had to do a better job of trying to, to maybe, what's the next step? Where's the next Tiger Woods? There's not going to be anyone that will match what Tiger Woods did. Not in my lifetime anyway, but Tiger was the story, even though Scotty Scheffler winning the Masters. That's a great story. But Tiger getting through the Masters, I mean, that was just good to see. And we saw this earlier. The Lakers aren't going to the play-in. They're not going to the playoffs. The Lakers are a couple of seasons removed from a championship. And the Lakers fire their Coach Frank Vogel, he's taking the fall for the Lakers' lack of success. So we'll get into some of these things and more with you. I want to get your phone calls and text in. Text line is open for you, 304-523-2275. But when we come back, we're going to hear from Chris Grassy, the head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team, when we continue with this edition of The Drive and ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Welcome back to this Monday, April 11th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So we got the good news that after it's all said and done, Marshall is going to be competing against Bowling Green in the College Spring League. There's a trophy that's going to be awarded to the winner. That's part of the point of this College Spring League. And to talk a little bit more about it with us, uh, we welcome back to the program the head coach of the Marshall men's soccer team, Chris Grassy. You get you love playing for trophies. I mean, that everybody loves playing for trophies, and you've got uh, another one to play for. Yeah, I mean, that's the uh... – what we, we we try and say around here not to be too cocky but I mean that's the point of sports right is to try and win um, to try and be the best you can be and you know come up with a philosophy and a um, you know team ethos that is around being the best you know being the best you can be and then having that trophy in the line is great it's made this spring I think all the teams involved in this uh, spring tournament have, have found it really beneficial because it's we're preparing for real games and the the you know, the second week was more intense than the first and the third more intense than the second. So it's been great so far. But, yeah, we're happy to go to Columbus and, and try and win this trophy. I was going to ask you how, how this went so far, but I think you just answered that. You, know, you can't tell these kids that these aren't real games, even though, you know, it, you, there, it's not going to count in the standings here or anything like that. But still, you're right, the intensity in, increased and everyone – understood, hey, we're playing for something here. So really made it exciting. And I think you know, this really proves that this is a great concept. Yeah, no, I think it, it really does. And I mean, if you look at, obviously it was a great game against Louisville um, the other day. I mean, we played we played quite well or quite exciting football. I think maybe not as controlled in the possession um, stats as we normally are, but we were very exciting and dynamic and obviously still had the better of the ball. But then, you know, the week before that, we had like 1,500 fans here on a beautiful day to watch us play Ohio State. So it was, uh, it, it's been, it's been really meaningful. And the guys, 
you know, they've been up for it. We've trained hard and we've trained with focus and intensity. And I've seen that sort of increase, you know, every week as we start to, you know, you immediately go into the fall sort of mentality. You're reviewing your performance, you know, individually and as a team. Uh, and we're, we're working on, you know, improving ourselves. And then we also have the preparation for the upcoming opponent. It adds that excitement. So, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a massive plus. How far would you like to see this grow? You've proven, you've shown that this is a great thing. I mean, it's exciting. You're getting a lot of meaningful time with your team. They're getting meaningful time. You know, can this expand, make it uh, you know more encompassing of more teams? You know, or is it good where it's at right now? Um, oh, I think. I mean, I think that brings us back to you know the 21st century model um, proposal that uh, may or may not be voted on on April 13th, 14th, depending if it gets tabled. Um, but I think that would be the ideal solution. Some some form of competitive soccer in the spring where we can we can spread our you know spread our sort of competitive seasons out above two semesters, right? To be playing a final a final at the end of May, or you know even in the beginning of June when the weather is really nice, um, to sort of train through you know have a bit more training time in between games to prepare for games to give them the best shot instead of trying to fit all those games in the in the fall. But, but the guys, I mean, I think college is different than it was 20 years ago, right? Where, where all the guys that I know, they want to play soccer every day. You know, they all want to be here and play soccer. So it's like they want to be competitive and they want to do this. I think sort of as a national organization, we definitely have some proposals on the table and the big one being the 21st century model to try and do that. You know, if we don't get that, then, yeah, maybe seeing this ramp up or seeing if we can get an extra, you know, extra few games in the spring so we can we can make it meaningful and maybe have a some sort of regional regionalized tournament like we've got, but maybe include some more teams and, and try some different formats. But I think the 21st century model would definitely solve our problems um, and split all the regular season over two, two semesters. Um, but if not, you know, playing in the spring, I mean, we've had big crowds, we've had great soccer, you know, we've been competitive, the guys are up for it. So there's not really a downside as far as I can see. So it'd be great to see that continue. Chris Grassi's with me, the college spring league title game, taking on Bowling Green. So what can you tell us about Bowling Green? Well, we've played them, you know, over the last year, we've played them twice in, in the spring of 21 and the fall of 21. Um, both games we won 1-0, but they're a very tough team. You know, it's uh, they did well in the NCAA tournament last year. They are very well coached, very well organized. Um, they play kind of in-your-face soccer. They're, they're more comfortable without the ball. Um, they kind of like you to have the ball and they want to, you know, they want to press and get after you and um, try and create, you know, their chances from your mistakes or make you make mistakes and, and keep a high intensity game. And, you know, we think one of the best compliments I can give their coaches, you can definitely see that their players will run through a brick wall for them um, and they don't really stop and they they kind of uh, put, the, put their bodies on the line or, you know, go to their last little drop of endurance and um, they'll be a tough Top tough opposition. It'll be a good game, um, and, and we're looking forward to it. It's a real challenge, and I think our staffs have got a real respect for their staff. So uh, we'll see what uh, we'll see what we can do. I mean, we we feel like we're favourites going in, but if we don't execute uh, to you know to the best of our abilities, it'll be a very very tough game. Also, getting to play in Columbus. That's got to be exciting. Columbus definitely one of the top venues in professional soccer in the states, and an opportunity to play at that venue. Hopefully a good crowd shows up. I'm sure it's going to be a great atmosphere. 
Yeah, so we're play, actually playing at the historic crew stadium, so we're playing at the old crew okay. stadium. Um, the crew are playing that night, I think, against Orlando, so I think we'll, we'll try and, if we can, we'll try and catch the end of that game. But uh, we play five o'clock, so I don't know if by the time we get showered and, and I'm ready to go, I don't know how much of that game we'll actually be able to catch. But yeah, it's, it should be a great event. And I mean, we're actually, there'll be quite a few people going up. We've had requests for sort of tailgates and things like that, so I think we should be traveling you know a few hundred people it seems like uh so it could be a really fun really fun day out there yeah it's a great venue still the old the old place is a great venue so you know you really you don't lose much i mean sure the new place has got a lot of modern amenities here but uh that old pitch definitely uh has seen some great contests over the years for sure yeah for sure it's uh you know they got uh they got rid of the grass and they put turf in there so that should be a bit you an advantage to us uh, for, for playing on turf. We'll see. We'll see what it's like up there. But yeah, it's a. I had memory. Very, very many good memories going up there to watch the Columbus Crew play over the years. And had a, a former player of mine, Justin Merrin, played for them for a very long time. So I used to go up and watch him uh, quite often. Chris Grassi is with me. The College Spring League title game is Saturday against Bowling Green. There's a trophy on the line. We love that. And then we get into Sun Belt Conference play here. Uh, there was an announcement, official announcement last week uh, to basically you know, outline some of the things you talked to us uh, last time about the new membership. Uh, when you when you spoke, you were very complimentary of how this got put together. You seem to have had maybe either you were one of many voices and you were all in, in line with each other or you had a, a, a huge amount of influence here. But you were very happy the way this thing is structured. Could you talk a little bit more about that? How much you were involved in trying to get this right from the start? Yeah, you know, I worked uh, with Jeff O'Malley. We tried to, you know, see what would be the absolute, you know, best outcome, um, and get these affiliates in. And, and the, the Sun Belt worked really well with us. And I, I definitely did push for it. It was it was something that I wanted. You know, I wanted to play the best teams every game. You know. And, I think that can only make us only make us better. So bringing in Kentucky across, you know, who we've developed a rivalry for, uh, a rivalry with. Sorry, uh, we played them every year that their programs existed yeah, since the nineties. And then, you know, bringing in WVU, of course, was was huge. You know, and South Carolina obviously just got a new coach. They're going to be a fantastic team. I can see the way their recruiting is taking shape, and you know, they're going to be a big, strong team. And it's I think to have that power five connection into our league is it was so important to one, make sure that we were playing in, in a top soccer league. And then two, to keep us on our toes, right? They're going to have, we spoke about this last time, they're going to have resources, right? So we're going to have to find ways to continue to evolve and continue to make sure that we are on the same page and trying to have, trying to be competitive, trying to win championships. And so that takes, you know, planning, resources, maybe some creative ideas where resources can't be found. And I think that, that brings the best out of all of us. So, yeah, I, I was definitely pushing for those teams to join. I probably made my job a lot harder, um, at least in terms of a conference level. But I think at the end of the day, it will pay off. Um, and I just, you know, helped the league with some of the framing and, and RPI statistics and uh, those sort of things, and, and we kind of strategize together. Uh, you know, Jeff O'Malley and Kathy Keane, uh, Kathy Keane on the Sun Belt, and Jeff O'Malley, obviously, our sport AD. We just kind of strategized about you know what we could do and what we could uh, put forward 
to try and attract these teams and 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 you know put our best foot forward as as a conference, and then hopefully set the stage for you know continuing to to be as strong as we we want, and then we can make decisions on you know what's in the best interest of of the of the conference once we sort of establish ourselves now as obviously a new or a sort of new conference, but a lot of the old uh, conference USA teams and then some some new opponents who have done very well, and once they get the once they're recruiting off the back of having the stature of being in the Sun Belt, you know they'll be even better. Um, and I think it'll be a really tough conference. And I'd love to see you know where in five years where we're at, and and hopefully Marshall's still able to be at the top of that bunch. Chris Grassi is with me. You you like the schedule. You have to like the schedule as well. It's it seems difficult, but you you've been pushing for a schedule that makes sense as far as travel for rest and putting out the best product. You look at that conference schedule, you're really not playing, you know, a schedule that's got you going, you know, in all different directions trying to get it all in. It's pretty well spaced out. Yeah, it's well spaced out. I mean, part of that is we, we, we do need to pick up at least one more game, hopefully two more games, which will make it crowded. But I thought as we, this might not have been the best year to do this, but I, I think that's, that, that's three days rest or three days, not exactly rest, but three days in between games. Is probably the minimum that we want for for good soccer. Um, you can just see that uh, you know when we went down to Kerry for the spring season, the the 2021 uh, the College Cup. It was just spaced out so well, and obviously we were stuck down there with no travel. But it really stuck in my mind with that spring. Just we were able to prepare the teams. You know, we were able to have proper recovery, um, proper preparation, um, and even a training day in between when you when you have three days. Uh, in between matches so we really try to put that recovery and that preparation at the forefront of our minds so we could have you know we've had to sacrifice some games here or there um, just to make sure we've got that I'd still like one more game um, at a minimum but I, I am quite happy with how the schedule has turned out from a periodization standpoint Anything you can tell us about that schedule I know we got the conference schedule but as far as opponents outside you know, anything you can maybe let us know about early? Yeah, so I mean, we've got uh, we've got VCU coming here for the opening day. Um, they're a they're a good squad. Uh, Dave Gifford's their, their coach, and he's done a done a tremendous job uh, building that program, and, and they play exciting attacking football. So that should be a great way to open the season. It'll be a good test. Uh, then we go to Butler, and obviously, uh, you know, good friends with with Paul Snape and all the staff up there. So I know those guys inside and out. And we've got Pitt coming here uh, on Friday, September second. Which should be a very, um, very exciting game. Very, you know, top top ACC school. Uh, they should be right up there competing for the College Cup uh, with us next year. So that'll be a, you know, a big test after th- after two other big tests. And then, uh, except we'll go away to Cleveland State. Um, we've got Pacific coming out here, which has been great for the administration to sort of back us to, you know, go buy a game so we don't have to return there next year. But obviously, Pacific have have done very well over the last few years. And then into UK, we've moved it from what's online. We've moved the The schedule is, a, is slightly different, but we have to go through all of the uh, the proper channels to make sure we're moving those games. But we should play Kentucky on a Friday night um, at, at Kentucky. And then we've got WVU here on the on the 24th. Um, and then we really just have a trip that we all game to Wright State. So we'll, we'll in between uh, two trips to South Carolina, we'll go to Dayton, Ohio and play Wright State. So it's a, it's a, Pretty tough um, 
conference out of non-conference schedule, but it's also one I think we can do very well in and, and should set us up nicely for uh, conference play. Chris Grassy, my guest, and of course, I think the excitement at having West Virginia in the same league as Marshall now, three points are on the line. You highlighted that in, in that in that press conference. Three points are on the line. So if that game didn't get someone's attention soon you know, before, it's going to get their attention now because three points are, are three points, and always you want three points. Yeah, I think that's uh... – that puts that extra little bit of um, maybe spice to, on the game. You know, it's 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 going to require clean, like clear heads and, and a lot of sort of aggression and, and channeled aggression to you know to get through that game. I think it's it's going to be a great tactical battle. I know you know they're probably two even teams. I think at this point, and um, obviously I know Strat's very well, uh, Dan Stratford, their coach, and, and I think can see how his teams work. He know how my teams work. It's, um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle. And then just to add, you know, that three points, it could it be for first place in the league at that time. Could it be for, you know, a momentum changer for the, the conference for one of the teams. There's just so much that goes into it. And then you, you put points onto it that can have a, a greater ramification on your, on your postseason uh, play and on your, your, you know, your eligibility for trophies and all that stuff. I think it just it makes it that much more enticing. You think you'll get that ten thousand fans show up for this eventually? Well, one day, one day. I mean, we're going to need the facilities, right, to to be capable of doing that. I right. think that's 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 where we should be at. I mean, it, it, look, we're turning people away. It's, it's a great spectacle. It's a great day. The, the tailgates, the um, the buzz around. You know, both cities, the, the buzz in the soccer community, people want to come. We just need a, a venue to be able to, to get them here. And I think, you know, it's, it, it's my, maybe not a secret dream, but it's, it's my dream to, um, you know, have the kind of crowds and have the kind of format, well, one, the formats of the season where we have the potential to be a revenue sport in college. I think there's still plenty of growth for that. I know the MLS has come up with new leagues, but you know, people are emotionally attached to, to their communities and their college teams. Um, and we can we can tap into that and we can provide a great product and great entertainment and great value. Uh, and I think, you know, if we can, we've gone from, you know, breaking 1,000 to breaking 2,000 to now breaking 3,000 fans, you know, and this is one of the most exciting fixtures against two of the top teams in the country. I don't see why we can't get 10,000 fans for this game in the near future. And why, you know, one point we can't get 10,000 fans to, to more than just that game, to the Kentucky game, to, you know, big game against Pitt. I think that would be where I see us, where I, I see us going. I see the top teams in college soccer going that way. We, we all have the capabilities. If you look at, you know, Santa Barbara and Cal Poly get 15,000 fans. So I think we can, we can definitely do the same thing. And I'm, you know, passionate about building our stadium here so we can, you know, take care of our, fans and, and, and the community support that we're getting. We don't want them standing around the field all the time. We we want to grow the stadium so we can give them the hospitality that they deserve and create a great environment. And we want to stop turning people away because in the last two times we've played WVU here, we've had to stop selling tickets and shut the doors and uh, turn fans away. So, yes, that's a long, long-winded answer, but 10,000 fans, yes, I believe we can do it. I'm kind of curious. Chris Grassi, my guest, Marshall's men's soccer coach, 
Yeah. Have you got the plans drawn up already for that stadium expansion, or are we not there yet? Me personally, I've drawn many plans. Ah. I've got uh, Google Google SketchUps and napkins and uh, you know pieces of paper and uh, yeah, I've drawn up a few different plans for how the expansion could go. And, and we you know we've spoken with uh, the architects when uh, we had the you know facility master plan that we were looking at. And so there's there's, there's some options out there, and I think it's I, I don't think there's any lack of support for it. Uh, amongst our community. So I think it's something that will get done. Uh, we just want to make sure it gets done, you know, in the right way and make sure we're growing sort of holistically. We're not just, you know, throwing something out there that's going to limit future expansion. So I think uh, I think we can definitely, you know, definitely do it. And, and we had some makeshift stands last year that worked out great. And, you know, we'll probably come up with a similar or um, hopefully an, a, an additional solution uh, for this year. But yeah, we, we've... We've had those conversations, and I think it's just about aligning. Obviously, we're trying to, you know, our baseball team do not have a place to play. You know, and I'm very sort of sensitive to that. I can imagine the problems that it's caused uh, Wags and his staff and the team just sort of not really having a home field here on campus, um, and that really stunts the growth of a program. So definitely keen to see them get, you know, get get a place to call home, you know, on campus. But I also, you know, I also feel for our fans where you know they're standing around the field and. You know, they don't have a seat or they don't have, you know, a sheltered area or they don't have, you know, room, essentially, when they're six deep along the sideline trying to look over heads and shoulders to get a good view of the game. It all creates an exciting environment and it, it kind of feel that buzz of, you know, the, the, the number of spectators that still like to, you know, make sure they have um, the, the hospitality and, and the view and the uh, environment that, you know, they deserve. And so... I think, you know, we'll get our production on, obviously. Uh, athletic director Christian Spears has just taken over, so he's trying to get a handle on all of these things, and he's going to choose the, the ultimate direction. And, you know, after my conversations with him, I've got, you know, full faith that, you know, we'll be fully supported and we'll get what we need to, you know, to continue to be one of the top teams in the country. Chris Grassi, my guest, thanks for doing this short notice. I appreciate you being on with me. Uh, can't wait to talk to you next week when we're talking about that trophy. Uh, is is it a nice trophy? What's the, what's the trophy look like? I'm curious. Uh, you know, that's a great que- that's a great question. I have no idea what the trophy looks like. Um, I'm going to be jumping out straight uh, straight from the game to go recruiting. So I'll try and uh, you you might have to catch me somewhere in the world. Okay. We'll catch you where you know. And you know what? Taking that trophy with you while you're recruiting that would be a great recruiting tool. It would be, but then, you know, it's difficult to get, you know, baggage limits, weight <laughs> limits in the bags. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure it's a big, heavy, nice trophy. That's that's, my, that's the way I'm envisioning it. You know what? Photos work, too. Photos of you holding that trophy work also. <laughs> Just say, hey, hey, here, I'm, yeah, here's where I was before I came to see you. With a nice trophy in your hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that works. Uh, that works great. We, we, we might have shot one or two national championship videos to recruit, maybe one or two. Yeah, we can add this. We can make a third video now. That that you know, you you can always have more <laughs> videos of trophy presentations. There's never too many of those. Yeah, you could just say literally anybody, any team can win the national championship, but only a select few can win the college spring league. Exactly. There you go, Chris Grassy, <laughs> my guest. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon, Coach. No problem, Paul. Talk to you soon, Paul. Thank you. That is Chris Grassy. We're gonna take our next break. Come back. We'll get some of your text in. The text line is open now for you.
304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. we got more coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. The text line is open, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Paul Swan, your host for this edition of The Drive. I don't have a date yet for when we're going to have Christian Spears back, Marshall's athletic director. We're going to try to get him in here this week. If not, we'll have him on soon. He's been uh, pretty generous with his time so far. And I've got some questions already stacking up for him. When are we getting back in? Uh, this texter wants me to ask him three questions. One, what is his thoughts on halftime passouts for football? Two, can you please find another spot for visitor buses so they don't block two and three lanes of Third Avenue after the games? That's going to be a good question there. That's a logistics question. I don't know if there's an easy answer for that. I don't know where you would put them. I don't know how you would set that up, but you definitely have to figure out a way to make traffic a non-issue no matter what you have going on on a, on a game day. you got to make sure traffic flows. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Three. Press box looks tired as far as the paint. Could they pressure wash it or add a fresh coat? Thanks. That's an easy one right there. That's an easy one. I don't know if what the logistics are of just getting someone up there and pressure washing these things. You know, we've seen we've seen coaches go out and pressure wash the shoey. We have seen a lot of, you know, time and energy. In renovating the shoey, I was in there recently, and it looks really nice inside. They've done some nice things. You know, you got to keep your facilities looking good. You got to keep them. I mean, if you're going to use that facility, take good care of it and, and keep it, you know, as modern as you possibly can. You, know, you don't want to just put frivolous things in there. At the same time, you want your facility to be functional and nice and. I think they've done a good job inside with the shoey, the outside. Of course, outside always could use TLC. That's a fair statement there. And, of course, you know, early on, I would get texts from a certain person at Marshall University. I'm not mentioning names. When I would comment about things facility-wise, hey, I'd like to see this happen. I'd like to see this change. And, of course, you know, my biggest complaint always was that what, what I have uh, deemed the erector set the end zone seating, the erector set there. I'm not a big fan of those. I've never been a fan of those. I think if you're going to build something, you just do it right. I know it's it's easy to say that, and it's not my money. I'm not the one spending the money here to build something, but I don't think you just tack things on and like, here it is. If you're going to build it, build it right. Make it, make it fit. Take care of your stadium. Take care of your facilities. But do it right. Do it correctly. Coach Grassy was just with us, if you missed that segment. And you know, he's talking about, hey, I've got ideas for, for the stadium here, but you got to do it the, the right way. you got to do it naturally, holistically. you got to make sure that you're doing it and doing it right. So, yeah, there's some things that the facility-wise could be improved, always can be. And that's not a criticism of anyone. That's just, that's just a matter of fact. There's things that could be improved facility-wise, always could be improved. And, of course, 
you know, if, if you're messaging me and saying, Hey, look, it's kind of looking a little rough out there. You know, you're not the only one noticing it. So others have probably noticed it as well. And I hope that it gets addressed, but yeah, we'll put that in the stack of questions that we'll ask Marshall university athletic director, Christian Spears. Next time we can get him back on, we'll put that in. If, uh, and if I can't ask it on the air, I'll ask it off air, and I'll get back to you on that. How's that? So whatever uh, whatever we can work out with Mr. Spears, uh, we'll let you know as soon as he's back on the program. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back, and we'll get more of your text in. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Our text line is open, 304-523-2275. That is 304-523-2275. These next few minutes, I'm going to open up for you, give you a chance to maybe uh, talk a little bit about what's going on. We got a weird week here. Tomorrow, we were supposed to have baseball today. That didn't happen, so thankfully we were able to take advantage of the opening and bring Chris Grassy in. Uh, Tomorrow, we have got baseball as the Pirates are going to open it up at home. So if you're looking for a little baseball action, guess what? The Pirates hopefully will play tomorrow. We'll go on the air about 3.40. So unless there is a a postponement, which I don't think is going to happen, we're not going to be here tomorrow. Then we'll be back the rest of the week, our normal schedule. So hopefully that's how it's going to play out. And then for the most part, we're going to be here Baseball is going to be usually either a, a businessman special or it's going to be in the evening at a normal time. So whatever the case may be, we are going to be here for the majority of the baseball season. So I'm looking forward to all of that with you. All right. Again, the text line 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275 to be a part of of the program baseball coming up tomorrow first pitch set for 3 p.m for the thundering herd taking on ohio marshall and the bobcats going at it i am always ready for a little marshall versus ohio i know that's probably the rivalry that it should be accentuated a little bit more because ohio's right in the neighborhood here and you know people that went to Ohio. I work with people who went to Ohio. So that should be a, a more of a fun rivalry between the two programs. So hopefully, you know, we can see some action tomorrow at the Kennedy Center. Weather's going to hold, but the herd coming into that one 14, 18, and 1. Whereas the Bobcats are, they're struggling a little bit as well. They are 13 and 14. So the Thundering Herd and Marshall, that is coming up. Tomorrow, 3 o'clock at the Kennedy Center, and hopefully we'll have a score for you by the end of it. Uh, We'll get Coach Wagner back on this program soon, so I'm looking forward to talking to him 
as soon as we can get him on the show. Bobcat split a four-game series with the Toledo Rockets over the weekend. They're 7-9 in the Mid-American Conference. So the Bobcats and the Herd, that's coming up tomorrow, 3 o'clock at the Kennedy Center. Let's hope for some good weather as the Thundering Herd and the Bobcats do battle. And, of course, uh, hopefully we'll get a good game tomorrow with the Pirates opening up home opener for the Pirates. So we're looking forward to some some fun here over the next few days. At least that's what I'm hoping for here with everything that has been going on. So if you missed the show earlier, go back, get the podcast, because Coach Grassy outlining some of the things that you know are happening with soccer, including some of the non-conference teams, VCU, Butler, Pitt, Cleveland State, Pacific, bought a game. It's mid-soccer, bought a game. How about that? That's where you're at in the world. That's where the status of this is. You've bought a game. And Wright State as well, so making some use of the uh, of the schedule here to complement what you've got for the conference side. Things are looking pretty good here for the Thundering Herd on the schedule. And, of course, uh, hopefully we can start seeing some, some success for the women as well as the spring schedule uh, is coming to an end for them as well. And, of course, softball continues on. Don't forget, tomorrow uh, at NKU, that's 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock, Sydney Nestor, your Conference USA Pitcher of the Week for a fifth time. i gotta, I got to find out what the record is on that. I know it's not five. It's got to be it's got to be something maybe in the in the double digits maybe. Just just this season alone, pitcher of the week, what's the record for that? And can that be something that Marshall can achieve in this season? Just give her give Sydney the award right now. Just go ahead, hand it to her. Here's here's the trophy. Here you're the pitcher of the year. And if Sydney doesn't win this award, doesn't win the pitcher of the year in Conference USA, uh, the fix is in. And, of course, I don't think that's going to be an issue here, uh, the way that the Marshall has been performing. I mean, Thundering Herd's 24-10. and 10. They're doing pretty good here right now in softball. So Thundering Herd's doing – it's been fun. So if you get a chance um, – I know your schedules are probably crazy, but if you get a chance, head out to softball next time the Herd's in, in Huntington. And if you can tomorrow, if you've got some time, head out to see Marshall take on Ohio again. That's going to be a 3 o'clock first pitch at the Kennedy Center. So if you've got time to get all of that in, you know, go and support them. They need as much support as you possibly can get them right now. Because the more support they get, the more it's going to push to get that baseball park built. And that's where that program, it's just at the point where you're hearing other coaches say, hey, look, we got to get that baseball park built. Just got to get it done. It's something that has to finally happen here. It has to ultimately be done so that's where we're at with baseball where you got football talking about it you got men's soccer talking about it you got to talk about what it would mean to not only the Marshall baseball team but you could do some other things with that as well I mean maybe you could host you know some other tournaments if you have a proper baseball facility here in Huntington so I'm kind of curious to see what the what the overall vision for that is going to be here once we get to uh, actually not breaking ground, but actually cutting the ribbon. That's what they talked about. Brad Smith, Christian Spears, they don't want to have a groundbreaking. They want to have a ribbon cutting. So, you know, we're not going to see another false start here, and we're not going to see 
a press conference. We had a press conference. We had a ceremony. Here is where the baseball park is going to be. And then we've been nothing but waiting and waiting and waiting ever since. So hopefully the next time we are talking about being at an event for baseball in Huntington, it's the groundbreaking, the opening of that stadium. And we'll find out. Christian Spears, hopefully we'll get him back in here real soon. And, uh, again, uh, if you want to ask questions of him, do me a favor. You can text when we open the text line up on that day. You can also find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. If you give me a follow, you know, that way you can reach out to me when we have him on and let me know what you want to hear from him. I mean, we had a texter text in last segment. You know, hey, what are you going to do about the bus situation? What are you going to do about halftime passes? What are you going to do about just the the beautification, the press box looking a little dingy here. Can you do something about that? Nice, shiny coat of white paint, right? Just nice, shiny coat. Make that thing sparkle. Again, I want to, I just want to see, again, it's not my, not my facility. I want to see chairbacks. Just, I know you diminish capacity a little bit. I, I want to see brand spanking new chairbacks. Every seat a chair back and is in a bright Kelly green. Just a, a brilliant Kelly green for that. That's my dream. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, baseball tomorrow, Pirates baseball right here, and then we'll be back on Wednesday. If the Pirates get postponed or rained out, we'll be here on Tuesday for the show. So either you've got baseball or me. More likely it's going to be baseball. It's the opening for the Pirates at home. We'll see what happens tomorrow, but thanks for tuning in today. That's going to do it here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.